It's about one in the morning right now, guys. This is me, T.O. Young from Young Speaks. I wanted to speak on something today, tonight, I don't know, whatever time it is for you guys that you listen to this. But I wanted to introduce myself. My name is Mateo Ayala, but uh, Mateo died a long time ago, around 2017, and uh, now I remain T.O. Young. I'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, I'm 17 years old. In a year from now, I will be 18 in October. This is crazy, man. I was just talking to one of my homies today on on Snapchat. I was just telling him, when I'm 18, we're going to Cali, man. (laughs) I don't care what I have to do, but we're we're going to Cali. And I'll I'll probably save up for that my 18th birthday. Yeah, I'm gonna be stoked, you know? Fuck yeah. But, um, another thing is, it, uh, I'm, I'm out of high school, I dropped out. So, yeah, I've made poor decisions, but who doesn't? Am I right? I'm actually going to this program January 15th, where I will be gone for five and a half months, but this program continues for 17 and a half months. I have to just keep up with my mentor, I believe, after those five and a half months. But uh, it's a military program. It's called the Lincoln Academy, the Lincoln Project, or the Lincoln Academy, whichever one it is. But uh, they reform, you know, young people who are lost and, uh, you know, need some help. I don't really see myself as lost. I feel like they manipulate you when they say that. Like, you know, you're lost. Like, how are you going to tell me that I'm lost? Like, I know where I'm at. I know how I got here. I know what I did to put myself in this position. I'm not truly lost. I know my mistakes and, you know, I manned up and I con- I conquered them and understood them and I realized stuff, but... I really want to go to this academy project because I want structure in my life. I want to, you know, a lot of people just, when I say that to them, it's like, man, you want structure in your life. Like, why why are you so unstructured? It's because, you know, there was an age where a lot of things were given to me and, uh, like, it was really put in my face a lot because it was mostly because their parenting was, if they put stuff in my face and stuff, like, I wouldn't notice all the bad things that were going around. Is that, that's how I come to it You know they did their best You know parents They do what they can do To raise you And protect you from the world But eventually it leaks in Because you can't stop it from leaking in You know and I'm sure some of you are Around my age Or you know You know even older Listening to this And you know You say been there done that And you know You might be going through it still the hard truth, man, it's just, it's crazy how you have to be distracted by all these things to, you know, cover up what's really going on, dude, and they're just, that's just parents' way of doing it, because they're manipulated to do that, they, they're trained to do that from young, you know, and to now, <laughs> That's where my conversation leads off to, you know, like I start off on one subject and I can just go on to the other and subtract to the other one. You know, I'm distracting myself from what the point I'm trying to do here is just really trying to introduce myself. 
distraction, distractions are easy, that's all I really wanted to talk about today, even after I mentioned myself, because I was going to talk about the evolution of T.O. Young, so, you know, back to what I was saying, to this academy, I'm going to be in there for five and a half months for structure, they're going to give me this military shakedown, get my body in order, you know, give me a good fit, I'm going to get my GED in there, because it's guaranteed that I get it. There's no distractions in there. You got no phones. You know, you can't be goofing off. They set you off straight. And, um, you know, that's what I'm going to go for. And I'm going to just do my own thing, you know. Obviously talk to whoever's there, you know. Be a socialistic, you know, person. You know, I want to be involved in the world. I don't want to really have push myself out. Because when you start to push yourself out of the world, you notice that things start to go on and you feel like even if you were there they wouldn't have happened you 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 just give yourself a negative attention but when you want to do something it's not just to do it for clout or that's what we have called it in our younger ages doing something to be out there it's clout you know instagram you know fiends out there (laughs) as in you know you wanna you wanna do something just to be somebody when really you should just be doing something because you want to do it because you want to be you you know you notice that a lot of people don't get famous because they go out there clout chasing i mean for example man there's this one dude on uh, instagram or something and he's like some fat dude and he just wears this he just wears this ridiculous outfits like and he starts eating like a like he's some monster some like something look like from Star Wars and I'm just like you really have to do that to like you know get views so people can make fun of you and you get money off that like you have no self control and respect for yourself because you know you're doing that to yourself and I guarantee you he's probably not even that famous off of that stuff and it's just it probably hurts him more and that's why he keeps doing it because you know a lot of people don't understand clout is an addiction like when you start getting you know these little uh trinkets of acknowledgement you know you start to feed off of that like you start to mm, this is it, it becomes a drug to you matter of fact it becomes something so like, oh, man, I need that. Like, I need people to tell me I'm, I look, I have the killer outfit today. Or, you know, I need to I need to hear that I'm the man. You know, I need to have motherfuckers say I love you to me. It's like, it's not cool to just want, 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 want. You know, I don't see that as a, a human, a humane thing. I feel like for, 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 for you in order to get, you must give a lot because, you know, a lot of people get frustrated too and become ignorant because they say they give and give and give and they get nothing in return. It's like, it's because you're giving because you want something in return. I mean, at me as a person, I, I see it in myself a lot too, like back, back when who I was Mateo. And it's funny that I say that, you know, a lot of people are going to say, man, what are you talking about? Like, you just said you were Mateo. It's, it's crazy to think how I think sometimes. But what I'm 
I'm trying to say is I evolved into four different stages of myself. The three past stages are what made the fourth stage, and I feel like my fourth stage is, if you watch Dragon Ball Z, it's like uh, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 1, Super Saiyan 2, or Pokemon, your evolution. You evolve. I'm my perfect form. You know, right now, I feel like I am my perfect form, and I could only get this form better until I can find a break to break this form into an even better one but right now for me this is my perfect form and I struggle with trying to give as in a way as in giving respect as in giving uh, love and giving honor because all I want is more I, I tend to want more I'm not gonna lie I tend to want things, I tend to want to be a part of things, and that's where I think a lot of people think, because I can't be the only person that think this way, people think about it in their own ways, they just don't know it, but it's the same concept, is you want to be a part of something, or you want to make people, you know, know that you're a part of something that they're not. It's almost like you're showing off without noticing you're showing off. But, and then that's what gets people upset too. Like, I get upset because I'm like, man, I do all these things for all these people and I don't get nothing in return or, you know, I, I did my best with this person in the relationship and um, I didn't get nowhere with it. It wasn't fair. It's because you always expect to receive something. You've heard this in a lot of simpler words, but like it's really if you you have to pay attention to detail on what I'm I'm trying to get to the point here is that you keep on wanting. You you don't give without thinking. Like if I'm I want to be the type of person to mold myself into just giving because I I give like I don't have a problem with giving, but I don't need anything in return. All I need in return is a, at best a thank you, you know. But not even a thank you sometimes. Maybe just a smile and making sure you're satisfied. Or the best thing for you to do if I give you something or I bring you a part of something is do that for somebody else, you know. If I do you a favor, if I scratch your back, don't scratch mine. Just scratch the next person who asks for a back, a back rub or something like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like, it doesn't always, I mean, I, you know, it's always cool. I always do that with people. If they scratch my back, I scratch theirs. It, I'm saying that in a metaphor, you know, metaphorically, obviously. But I'm saying that as in, like, in a respectful way, you know, that scratch my back, scratch yours. Like, that's, I always do that because, you know, it's like, you know, I don't know when the next time I'm going to be able to do a favor for you and leave it unsettled like even if you don't expect it back if you're that type of person that's just like I don't need a favor nothing like that you're good dude like you know like you're a homie this and that it's just I don't know how long I'm gonna be alive I don't know how long you're gonna be alive you know and it's like if you keep going with that giving cycle it's like you that person's always gonna be a part of your life because you keep giving them a 
chance to be a part of your life. See, this is where the conversation gets a little deeper because now there's a second meaning to giving. Is if you keep giving your attention, your love, your care, you know, your 100% focus, like when they need you the most, that is what keeps them constant in your life. Because sometimes you don't even need to give a physical item. It's just giving your attention to somebody is what really helps them out. Because there's a lot of people who could use somebody in their life. Somebody that just can talk to them, can, uh, you know, relate to them in a way, or just hear them out. That is the best gift that you can do for someone. It's just let them vent to you sometimes. Like, they've had a hard day, maybe. You don't know what somebody's been through in the day. That's why... I try to be as respectful as possible to anybody because you don't know if this guy got fired or if she just got dumped or, you know, she just lost her kid or something, you know, just just a little example there. You don't know if somebody has a bad day. But just because you have a bad day doesn't mean you have to give somebody else a bad day. You understand? You know, I've seen that with my parent, my mom mostly, is that... Um, she tries not to bring her problems at home, from home to work, because she get fired. But it's like when she gets home, she kind of brings her work problems into the house, in a way, because, or or just anything in general. And that that's I'm not saying it could be a woman thing, because I don't really know. But you know, just between the guys. That's kind of a woman thing to have. Because you don't see me getting pissed off at a dude named Johnny. And then I'm over here cussing out. I'm cussing out Jimmy because I'm mad about Johnny. I just, you just don't do that. You know, it's like, what did Jimmy deserve that, you know, because of Johnny? Johnny pissed me off. Johnny got me mad he did something and then you go to Jimmy and they talk to him like if he's Johnny it's like wait what that doesn't add up like that's rude that's that's not right and you can, sometimes you don't catch yourself sometimes you're just like you're too mad you're way too mad and you're just like man like I'm sorry at the end like you come to an apology because you're like man I'm sorry like I, I didn't mean to go off on you I'm just mad about this situation or this person or thing is like you have to learn how to self-control yourself with anger you have to you have to like i see this in star wars man i was i'm re-watching it all because the new star wars comes out december 20th and uh i'm, I'm just you know i'm trying to keep my head in the game and understand what's going on remember what's going on i really understand i know what's going on i just want to remember refresh my memory watching all the cartoons the wars everything you know what i'm saying and uh it's like when you give in to that anger and that hate and then that frustration, those negative energies, you start to notice a nuclear reaction with that. The negative energies pinpoints your emotions, the mood you're in, your facial expression, your body language, the, the actions you start to do because of those, that energy that is revolving around you. notice that and then you're just like man I mean not a lot of people notice but like if you take
take a moment here now and let's just go back to a time and let's think about a moment that there are actions that you look back on and you're like, why did I do that? There's always something that triggers that, you know, like, uh, like, uh, what do you call it? There's a show Lucifer and there's this one angel that comes down. He literally moves a skateboard in front of some, of some like a different way. And then next thing you know, that skateboard, just just from him moving it, had started a whole car accident. And then it's like, if he hadn't moved that skateboard there, that car accident wouldn't have happened. You, you get what I'm going with? It's just that like everything is triggered like a domino. Everything, everything in life, every action, every word spoken to you, every, any way somebody treats you, any way you treat somebody else. Yeah, that's that's why you know that's why you have to understand your self control. You have to respect everybody that comes into your life, whether you whether you want them to or not. You know, I've met a lot of crazy people, man. I wouldn't even say crazy, just people who look straight up hatred in their eyes. Like they just have no shame or no like they hate everybody. They only think for themselves. You can see murder in their eyes. That's literally what I'm talking about. And I've talked to them. And I've just talked to them out of respect to understand who they are. They don't, they're man, they're a person of very few words. But I don't care who you are. There's a lot to do with you. I know humans. I know people. You know, you may say you don't know me, this and that. I don't know you. But I know people, I know humans, I know how they think, I know what reacts to them, it's because it's all, it's all a scientific thing, in a way. I know people, I know what the flesh is, I know what the flesh wants, I know how the flesh thinks, I don't know how your soul thinks, see, the soul is very different, that is who you are as a person. That, that's who makes you constructs your flesh into a way but sometimes the flesh deceives your soul meaning it tricks you into thinking you're somebody you're really not nobody comes out the womb mad angry or hatred at the world because that is the perfect pure form of the soul you're happy it's a hippie your, your soul's a hippie you're happy you want peace and love and joy that is everybody's soul. There's no such thing as a bad soul. If you have a bad soul, that is demonic. And for something to be demonic, it could never walk the earth in human form. It could never walk the earth in human form. So meaning that if you're demonic and you say you have demons around you, which everybody has demons around them, and they could be possessed by them, and it's not even a demon I'm talking about. I'm talking about the demon of reaction, demon of emotion. Your emotions are demons, love, sadness, happiness, um, lust, uh, laziness, which is sloth, you know, the sins, like those are demons. Those also contradict feelings, emotions. So, that's, that, that, (laughs) hold on, let me drink water. That's why I'm back to what I'm saying. Is have self-control and respect. You know, have self-control and respect. Going back to that example I was talking about, my mother 
wouldn't bring her problems to work because she get fired, but she bring her problems to the house. And sometimes she take it out on me. She doesn't notice, notice that. But it's like, I have no trust with my parents no more, which I don't blame them. But that no trust in my parents, the way I remember them, is because they're finally, you know, they're finally, uh, they're, they're teaching me how the real world, real world works. But they're also losing me as a kid because uh, I'm losing that, that bond with them in a way. It's like, it's there, but it's like, man, you're just people in my life now that I really care about, like I, I truly love. But like, you're just people now. You, I don't see you as a mom anymore sometimes because of the way you, you know, you treat me. And maybe it's just Latina moms and how they act and stuff. But it's like, there just shouldn't be a Latina mom, a white mom. It should just be a mom in general. Like, you know, people have their own raising methods, but it's like, if you go off of somebody else's raising methods from the 1980s or 1990s and you're trying to raise a kid in 2000s, it's like, and you wonder where the fuck you're going wrong. <laughs> it's like, well, look at you. You're, you know, what do you think is going wrong? You think you're so, so big and successful? Like, you you have a good house or now you're starting a business and, you, you know, you've hustled all your life? It's because, you know, you have to learn and adapt to the new generation how to raise somebody in this generation. And, you know, it's, it's not easy. I can't, I, I, I can't speak because I'm not a parent. But when I reach that time, I think I'm not gonna be as hard on my kids. Not as not. I'm, I'm gonna reward that actually, because I am gonna be fucking. Hard. I'm gonna be hard on my kids. No doubt about that. But I mean, I'm gonna be understanding. I'm gonna understand that they're kids. I'm gonna once I realize and I start noticing me in them. How they notice that they evolve, how they notice their actions and whatever they do, and how they how they notice they do things. Because I'm gonna teach them differently. Because you know, they, actions reflect leadership, <laughs> and a lot of my leadership <laughs> when I was older was kind of manipulated by my parents. The reason that I became who I was was because of my parents. I get mad at people for situations that weren't even their fault because of my mother because when she got mad at somebody so now she took it out on me she doesn't trust me she doesn't let me do anything she doesn't let me you know she knows the situation I'm in and she doesn't even trust me to go hang out with my friends because of for whatever smoking reasons and stuff it's like that shouldn't be a reason for me not to do anything with anybody like that shouldn't be a reason for you not to allow to trust me like if that's the case like why do I want you in my life you're just you're surrounding me around negative energy because you make me mad when you say those things or you make me mad when you say that my friend is uh, is somebody you don't like or somebody that's like, you don't like them, that's cool. I don't need to hear that. You know, you, you, you have to be very careful about what you say. Parents, they, they say, you know, they go off of it because they, you're a child, you know, you're under them. You know, they, they say in the Bible, you, you know, respect your parents and stuff. It's like, I mean, I feel like when you get to a certain age, respect it's mutual because if you're gonna start treating me like a regular person that you treat every day but as your son then I'm gonna start treating you the exact same way because I'm you know 
I don't see you as that parent if you're not acting like a parent half the time. And half the time, my parents are always, they're finally talking now. Oh my God, finally talking. They still have conflict, don't get me wrong, but my parents are divorced. I don't know my birth mother, so I have a stepmother. And that's who I go off as mother because, you know, she she's raising me her way. And God forbid my other mom, you know, if she would have raised me, who knows? Maybe I would have been different. Maybe not. Maybe worse. Maybe way worse. Who knows? But all I know and all I can say is that my parents, when they were separated, even when they were together, little things like you want to go to the movie with me or you want to stay home and play video games all day with, you know, dad or, you know, like, you know, it was kind of a pick and choose battle and then that pick and choose battle evolved into, oh, get out of my life, get out of my house and now I'm just with dad. I don't get an option. I'm with dad. I didn't realize at the time because, you know, I'm thinking, stepmom that I, I know now is my stepmom, which I still, you know, cater to her as mom because I don't know my mother, <laughs> don't know who my, the birth mother of me is, I don't know my blood mother, and then, um, I, I go off of, uh, thinking that she's my mom, so when I, I'm just with my dad, you know, and I can't see my mom or, communicate with her, I barely talk to her, like, she, she just kind of disappeared in my life, and I, I can't blame myself as a little kid, because I get blinded to it, I don't know any better, that's my mom, I still missed her, I still thought about her, don't get me wrong, but I'm a kid, I, I get so many distractions in my life that, like, you know, when the person's not there, it's like, oh, well, I don't know, I totally forgot, like, that I even had a mom, but this still didn't, this still didn't stop the fact from ending up seeing all these women my dad were ending up with, you know, and it was confusing at the time, but at the same time, it was like, okay, like, all right, I don't care, you know, I guess my dad's gonna do his own thing, and I'm gonna live with my dad, but, you know, fuck it, I got video games, I got Call of, man, Call of Duty was a thing back then, it was Black Ops 1, no, it was Modern Warfare 2. Because I played Call of Duty 1. That was fun. But Modern Warfare 2 was my game, man. That's where I started. Those were my bridges right there. And then Modern Warfare 3, Call of Duty, Black Ops 2, you know, my Call <laughs> Black Ops 1, man, Call of the Dead. When that map came out for zombies, that's all I played every day. I wake up super early, play that. Black Ops 2 came out, wake up super early just to play Black the Origins when that came out on Mob of the Dead. But, um... These all take different times, and, you know, I was separated from my dad, and, then, you know, I, I tend to take my dad's side a lot, because, you know, he spoiled me, you know, he trusted me a lot, and that's, that's what I like in a parent, but then he also, it wasn't him that showed me manipulation or how to use people and stuff, it was more of the idea of him doing that, it was placed in my head by my mom, because she would say, you know, your dad was this and that, he didn't let me contact you, he said to stop contacting him, and then, you know, he, he finally, you know, couldn't handle his life, so he sent me with her, and then I'm living with her, and then she gives me this bad energy about my dad, because I'm mad at my dad, because I didn't know I was living with my mom, I miss my dad, my, my dad was my 
I feel like if I would have been raised with him, living in his household with him, I think I would have probably came out a way better working, productive man. Because then I end up with my mom, and it's like I, I become soft. You know, I become this little kid that she starts to raise me in, and I don't blame her. I, you know, she's she's being her, you know, her parent. She's being the mom she raised me for. Surrounded by all these loving family, you know, I got my little cousins coming out, and um, you know, I was just a little grandbaby at the time over there. But then, there's so much family that I don't even talk to anymore now that I think about it, having this conversation. But uh, what was I gonna say, man? I'm, I'm losing track here because this is uh, me. When you start talking about your past and you start getting into it more and more and you start to understand like man where it could have all fucked up but then I, I back to what I'm saying my parents and uh, why I'm actions reflect leadership is because then I my mom I'm with my mom my mom doesn't like my dad you know she says all these negative things about him saying that he's a liar manipulator he's trying to make you make me seem like the bad person this and that and when I go to my dad he said no your mom's just mad at me and she hates me for, for this and that and she's just mad at me, so she's gonna try to turn you against me. And it's like I've had a conflict. Then my, you know, my, my my dad and his dad didn't get along now. And then now, you know, Pop, I call him. He's starting to have conflict and saying that my dad's a liar, manipulator, this and that. And then I'm like, you know, I, I take it after my dad because I'm like, you know, I want to be my dad. My dad is successful, so if he's a liar, manipulator, he must be successful from all that. But he's never a liar, manipulator. He's just, he's really never wrong in situations. Like, he just, he, he's a, that's why I get my, my true instincts is from him. Is because he's, he, when he's wrong, he'll admit it. But when he, he's usually never wrong about anything. Because he himself is like a mentalist without knowing he's a mentalist. He knows how people are going to react. He, man, I'm telling you, he's literally described my plans to me before I even thought of them. Like, he knew exactly what I was going to do and this and that. And it's just like, I'm, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. Like, he really just, <laughs> and I would lie, obviously, but like, no, that's not my plan. Like, he knew, you know, like, he, he, he knew, like, he knows me, like, I'm his son. And he, I feel like he's the only person that can know that, because my mom, she ends up making these whole scenarios in her head, like, that I'm doing this, you know, that, and, you know, she, it's, it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing when you when you're you're watched 24/7. I mean, you're literally watched. You're sent to your location. This and that. Who are you hanging out with? It's like it used to be where I was. I was like, I'm used to this parenting. Like, I I'm going out to hang out with my friends. Okay, be back at this time. It'd be late. No questions asked. But it's like, oh, I can't trust you no more, and this and that. It's like, what, what can you not trust? That I'm, I'm hanging out with my friends? Do you think I'm doing something else? Do you, what, what else could I be doing? I'm hanging out with my friends. Like, what else do you want me to do? Like, what do you think we do? You know what I'm saying? It's like, we hang out. We do what we do together, and it's fun for us. And we talk and do this and that, etc. Like, I literally don't have to explain myself to this woman. But I have to because she demands it. She's like a, a dictator. 
you know, their their parenting is a dictatorship. It's a, it's a formal style. It's old school. But not no, it's not old school. It's new school, and it's terrible. Cause old school, you can be like, be back before the street lights turn off. You know, that's what I hear or something. Or they tell me their bizarre stuff. Oh, my mom was always on my ass. Or you know, or you know, um, when I got in trouble, they got tired of them. Okay. And look how you turned out. You turned out mad. You turned out hating your job. <laughs> And you're getting a good pay, sure, but you're not living a memorable, like, you're not living the best life that you want to live. You're living the life that you can accept. You know, it, it's all an illusion. You think you have it all. You think it's fine, this and that. You know, like, if I had any of my parents' jobs or doing anything like that, you know, they're, they're my, first of all, my mom doesn't like her job. I, I can tell. Very easy. She loves her life, you know. She has uh, my little stepbrother, you know. I'm not gonna name names, and she has my stepdad that I call him stepdad now because, you know, I, I guess I have a step family. <laughs> Matter of fact, but you know, they raised me as a little kid, and um, now that now that I'm growing up, it's it's sad because I I don't feel a part of their family anymore. I get different vibes. I get different notations. Not, I don't know how to say that, but like you know, I just don't get the same feeling that I'm, I'm their kid, like in their family anymore. This and that, he's looking a lot like older. He's changed. Like it's like if I'm not allowed to change, or if I'm not allowed to get older, if I'm not allowed to be who I want to inspire to be, who I want to become. Because I'm not in their vision is is what I'm trying to imply here. I'm not I'm not the way they raised me or this and that. It's like no one really raised me. If anything else bounced around, stayed around for a bit and was manipulated in every type of way, but not just from my dad, but from my mom. And it's just like I, I got I gotta be honest here, but I feel like my father and I'm not trying to be dissing on my mom, like I love her. It's like, I feel like my dad's just been the most straight up honest with me. And I've gone off on him for reasons that I should just have not gone off on him for. But it really makes me mad because my dad, you know, I, I, it makes me mad at him because he's given up on me in a way to the point where he, he, he's tried with me. But it's like, you don't stop trying. You know, I, I see, I, I don't I ever see him quit anything. And I feel like he just quit on me because he can't watch me or this and that. That's a quit. That's a job that you threw away because you can't handle. You you quit being a father. Like I don't. If 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 the situation was different, as in he put me with his mother and he visited me every other weekend, because he's like, man, I'm sorry, I've been working lately. It's been busy, and he's been getting fucked over on his job and his business that he's been getting up because uh, we had a very close person to us who you know stabbed him in the fucking back, which is you know a hell big fuck you for everything he's done for. But it, it, it's it's like, you know, I get you busy and stuff, and I'm a nuisance. You know, that's what I feel like. I'm a nuisance. And it's like, and, and he told me straight up that I have been. And there's been conflicts with my dad that I can't take back for him because, you know, he said what he said, and, you know, he's not wrong. But at the same time, it hurts because you don't, you don't say that to your kid, you know? You don't say that to your kid. 
<laughs> and I'm not giving you parenting lessons out here. I'm just speaking through tr- true emotions. Like, you know, I'm mentally fucked up because of my family. You know, I've had to switch to T.O. Young because T.O. Young raised himself. He wasn't raised by Janet or Ernesto. Those, those are the names, you know, that have died off with Mateo. I, that's what I really want to talk about here. That when I'm introducing myself into my first podcast, that is what I'm introducing you to. Is I'm introducing you to T.O. Young. But I'm showing you how I became T.O. Young. jump off subject to subject which I will work on but I really just I, I start to talk and I, I can't express myself on only on Tio Tio speaks young speaks <laughs> forgot it man I'm just it's really fun to talk when you're tired because you start to rumble and rumble off and you just don't even know where you're at at a certain point But yeah, you know, that good I was saying, man. Self-control. I control myself. Everything that I do is manipulated because it's it's done by my sure choice. You know. It's really done by by me, myself, and I. Mateo was raised by Ernesto and Janet, and then mostly Janet, and Tio, near the end of Mateo, the very end of Mateo, was with Ernesto, and I started to build a formality on this one night, which was uh, the night that Mateo had died. And it was a night that I had took LSD, and it was crazy, man. Crazy, crazy. I'll I'll talk another time about that. But it it was a time that I had took LSD, which is um, is uh, an enhanced drug. It's it's uh, more of opening your third eye, you know, opening your eye, your your mind to different ideas and to to really express yourself, to understand. That, that's where I come where I come from mentally. I understand people because of LSD. Like, I think LSD opened my eyes to a lot. It's, it's a visual drug, but also a, a mental drug. Like it really, uh, it really opens that third eye you have. You know, your spirit is your spirit. It allows you to see the spirit realm type type of deal. And um, off this. It's crazy because off of this, I I began to uh, to talk a lot, communicate, socialize. I think this was at a uh, yeah, it was at a friend's house. You know, uh, we were just smoking a little bit. I had, I had some. I pop a tab, which is LSD, um, and uh, I remember it was, I was at the time I was dating my ex, which is my ex now, and I remember. Um, I was Snapchatting her throughout the night, telling her I was doing this, and you know I was being really talkative with her. I was like, you know, I love you, this and that, I miss you, lovey dovey, shit, and all that bullshit that we say because you know, you're in something called love with a person. 
she left a mark on me, man. Like, I, I still had visions and think of her every other day. Like, she's the only woman in my life that's ever going to leave a mark like that. And I'm sorry for I'm sorry for anybody that I have dated or talked to or anything, but you're never, ever going to be this woman or this girl. You know, you're never, you're never going to come close to her. And I'm not trying to say that in a rude way. It's, it's, you don't understand. It's, it's, it's memorable. She's memorable. But as I was tripping, talking to her, uh, my homie, I told him, told him that I was talking to this girl. I'll explain it later on why it hurts so bad. But he had said that she was fucking with him. You know, she was liking him, flirting with him, saying that she needed a real man in her life. And I'm off LSD, so a lot of things that are said to me are really deep and depth and emotion. I mean, I can literally, till this day, still hear those words. I needed a, like, like when he said them to me and I saw the text and all that, I need a real man in my life. When she said, like, she said that, there's no lie. There's no, my friend didn't manipulate me, lie to me to get me to get off this girl or anything. She said that, and when she, when I, let me explain. LSD, everything comes real to you. Your feelings, your emotions are enhanced. Serotonin. I, I don't know if that's either that or Molly. I don't know what the fuck that is, but I, I think serotonin is more of a happy feeling, but like a lovey feeling. That's what you get. You know, that's what injects you when you fall in love with someone. Uh, but it, your my emotions are enhanced. That's what I'm trying to say. Why <sighs> fifty one, man? Okay. But uh, knockout soon. But um, really just watching Netflix. But um, he said that in that. It still echoes in my head. It's like, it's like a dead person, and I just see them everywhere I go. And it hurts me because I, when I heard I need a real man, it's like, that's when I took a toll on me. I'm like, a real man? You want a real man in your life? All right, you can have. Go ahead. I told her that. I broke it off because I'm like, I didn't understand. <laughs> I was sad. You know, we started playing Juice World and world has very huge impact in my life and um very impact of my life I, I um I just I can't believe he's gone that's that's why I'm kind of stuttering here it's just it brings me chills because I, I miss that dude man fucking love him like I, I might have not knew him personally but I, I really connected to his music and I, I love him like I felt like he was like a big brother to me he's a big inspiration to me man very big inspiration to me. He motivated me so much. But um, and, um, his songs are memorable for what situations happen. Like, and the reason why I was really hurt on LT was because she said she needed a real man. She's talking to one of my friends, and she knows that I'm friends with this person. Like, I'm really good friends with this person. And what even hurt the worst was because it wasn't the first time when I started to date her she had this really off vibe about her and my my brother my brother like he's not my brother but I treat him like my brother who came out my mother you know what I'm saying like it's my one of my white friends named Michael Tryani I won't get his name out because I'm sure he'll be comfortable with it he'd probably be on my podcast pretty soon 
but um yeah I she had this very odd connection with him and I remember him talking to me for like oh yeah you know I did something with her in the movie theaters and you know you know tell me little j- jokes like that and stuff and I was like oh well, you know that was before I started dating her so I, I, didn't, I, I didn't really care you know it's like all right you know at least you know I know what I'm getting myself into <laughs> for say and um you know it gets to that point where um it's weird she has him on her wallpaper with her and him and the heart in the middle with him smiling and uh you know she just they snap each other almost every fucking time every time they just snap each other and then um I was like okay you know whatever they're friends they do that you know I'm, I'm cool with it that, that, I'm trying to be understanding you know I'm not trying to be that overprotective like you know, jealous asshole, like, I'm insecure, like, I was fine, I knew she liked me, or she dated, she was dating me, why else would she be dating me, you know, like, she, I had her, you know what I'm saying, but then it was the little things that started to happen that really got my attention and really pissed me off, because I couldn't talk about it, I couldn't act upon it, because I didn't have proof, or I was just acting out of jealousy, and I didn't want to see, I, I didn't want her to see that, so nobody wants that. Nobody wants to be like that. They don't want to be that guy because they don't want to be that fucking loser. Like, that's, that's what losers do is they're insecure about shit and stuff. But, like, honestly, I wish I would have acted upon those things to make her feel really shitty because, you know, it's... Truth be told, she really was fucking always eye-fucking my friend, man. Literally. Literally. She, she had this baby class. I think it was called the... I don't know. Some baby class. She named her kid after my best friend literally pissed me the fuck off dude i gave her like a joking i'm like man my kid lucifer you know i wasn't nice because she said oh it's your kid that's not mine oh, really? maybe lucifer like, i was just joking around because i was gonna give her a real name after which i never told her i was gonna give her a real name but you know like i'm i take shit slow i wanted to take that slow so i was like you know i'm playing around with her I know, we named the kid Michael, and she said that to me, my fucking heart was like, wow, are you fucking with me right now? Like, please tell me you're fucking with me, like, that's a funny name and shit, but like, what the fuck would you name it Michael, like, you know, could have named it Baby T.O., you know, before I came up with T.O., something like that, something cute, you know, something that, not Michael, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, you know, like, not Michael, no offense, Michael, you got a good name, Try on You got a good name, man. <laughs> it's a good name, Miguel. <laughs> Starts with an M. Any name with an M is cool me. Like, I originated from an M, dude, but I upgraded to a T. And you got M and T, so, you know, go crazy. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And that really pissed me off. So I remember going to work angry as fuck. And my co-worker, which was with me that day, he was like, man, aren't you fucking, like, he brought some evil in me, bro. <laughs> so aren't you fucking mad at her, man? so much more love to this my friend than me and it broke my heart and I just remember Juice World was like you know mixtapes were out at the time and um it was a it was a, a night that I was sleeping over and 
friend Michael's house too when Juice World had dropped his song Lucid Dreams and I just when I heard that I was just like man it was stupid I, I thought about her I was like man I still see your shadows in my room can't take back the love that I gave you to the point where I love and I hate you and I cannot change you so I must replace you he, he said I gave her my love and like I can't take it back man like I, she's forever that person that I gave my first heart to and I only have one fucking heart so like you give me that your first love when you give her that heart and you know you give a full hundred but like I went into it like as a full responsible adult type shit and I shouldn't have done that I shouldn't have it's my first relationship but like you know I really like she liked me at the time and like she did back in the day I've dated her but I was like a long distance relationship so I had ended it but like you know I, I started up again because you know I'm, I'm closer now I started her up and said wait I'm closer you know this and that but I guess she had built a relationship with my friend Michael uh, she always kind of liked them middle school so you know I guess those feelings were relinquished enough and then um, you know it's crazy pictures of her and her fucking bra and panties and saying good luck for a game and stuff and you know she being a little hoe and like you know oh I'm sorry my bad I didn't mean to offend any you know saying that you know oh you can't just judge us because we did this like you can send a picture of yourself in your underwear and stuff it's like alright you know I'll give you that I'm sorry but at the same time I say it as a hoe because you're texting my best as you're in a relationship with me and then telling my friend you're not in a relationship with me and sending him pictures when you're barely clothed not you're not even clothed you're fucking bra she has you know she, she didn't have a little girl body i tell you that she's over there sending him pictures of herself and stuff and she's like and i told him i'm like can you delete those man like i'm dating you and, and i gave her the benefit of the doubt man i'm so stupid like i literally i'm like nah i gave you a chance and by the way when, when I, I get off on this story is is because i'm going off of when mateo died and i'm, I'm trying to like bring you guys on why the lsd when i heard this stuff and she did it again it hurt because she's she's done this so many times like and i know you guys are probably like dude why the fuck do you still have her in your life why are you talking to her yes and i still do talk to her i very much do talk to her She's always gonna be my first love. She's always gonna be that woman in my life, and I, I can't get rid of her. No matter what I do, any other female who comes in my life, I could literally leave them. Okay, it's fine, but with her, I cannot. It's so difficult. It's so hard to understand. I want to. I write music about it sometimes. It's so hard to understand, and I don't know why. Like I can't help myself. It's because Mateo still likes it. Like Mateo is still in a relationship, and just can't. Like just can't let her go, and she tells me that she's like, you're always going to be my. She says my full legal name, and it's just like, and she she just manipulates my head, and it's like, it's not even me that cares. It's Mateo who cares because me, I I don't care who I'm with. I don't believe in a, a love because. 
everything I've seen with love is like the only real love I've ever really gotten was from my mother and my grandfather, my aunts and uncles out here, who are the realest I've ever met. They're, they're my blood, and they've been the realest. And my step grandpa and grandma, but you know, some of my aunts over there too. I mean, let's be specific, you know, sorry to my other aunts, but only really one, and that's Lizzie, you know, so I get all that love and energy from her, like, that I felt like when I was five to six years old, that, like, that energy never goes away, and then when I talk to my mom, or my, I mean, Nana now, not, that's my grandma, you know, they're kind of fading away, my aunts and uncles and over there, I mean, I guess one of my uncles kind of changed to me now, but which was he, he never was, you know, so I feel it's like everyone's treating me different now, and Taylor died, back to what I was saying, though, she's, she's done this multiple times to me, and I just keep giving her the benefit of the doubt, and I'm like, you know, she, she's just, she does, I, I keep saying, it, you know, she's sorry, you know, she didn't mean it, this and that, and she, she obviously said she wasn't in a relationship with me because her mom didn't want her dating at the time smart enough, I would've just known that was bullshit, and she was just trying to cheat, but, you know, she, she said that she wanted to secretly date me, this and that, so, you know, I give her the attention she obviously fiend for, because I was such a good boyfriend, I hear this all the time, you're the best boyfriend I've ever had, this and that, and I leave that memorable mark, is because I am the best boyfriend you could ever fucking have, I'm gonna be full confident on you, no one's ever gonna treat you as good as I fucking treat you, says love is a, the worst demon in effect of all if it's not real love because there's so much negative poison in the love now if it's not from the birth love i don't want it i don't i don't see it anymore i know when love is losing because i've seen it through other people so you can call me a bad human reader or whatever you want to call me with family because i know some of my family might hear this and if you are hearing this world fell off you know I fell off of that it was 
Tommy, do you remember? And I remember telling myself, like, hey, I want to go by Teal now. But I don't know, Mateo, man. Mateo's weak. Mateo's kind hearted, man. I don't like Mateo. So I wanted a fresh start, so I started to call myself Teal. So I started to go by Teal. Break it off here. I'm T.O. Young. You were listening to Young Speaks. And I hope I spoke to my youth today. And I hope you guys, as uh, my peers and me as yours, you know, got something out of this. And I hope you guys tune in for the next time. That um, I, come, I come up with something. And uh, I appreciate your time. Because I know time is very valuable. And... If you, you know, listen to this for an hour, I, I really do appreciate you, and um, I love every one of you, and I hope you guys have a good rest of your day or night, whenever you, depending on whatever time you hear this. This was Teal Young on Young Speaks. Peace out.